All aboard the Third Culture Express. Welcome back to Third Culture Express, bringing you the stories of third culture kids, the citizens of everywhere that belong nowhere. I'm your host, Aiden, and on today's episode, I'm joined by my first ever guest, Atilia, a multicultural friend of mine. I don't want to reveal too much about what's to come, but we talk about her story growing up all over Europe, as well as diving deep into languages and all things third culture. Sit back, relax, and grab your beverage of choice. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You're our first ever guest, so um, you're going to kind of set the scene for the rest of the guests. And uh, I guess, depending on how you take this episode, that's going to like mold the format for the future episodes. Oh, no, I have big shoes. Well, other people will have big shoes to fill. I'm the transessor. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so please introduce yourself. Tell us your story, where you come from, where your parents come from, where you feel like you come from, and anything else you want to include. <laughs> okay. So I am Finnish. I am 100% Finnish. Both of my parents are Finnish and their parents are Finnish. But I grew up in Luxembourg. And uh, so I do feel like I'm from Luxembourg, but then... I'm Finnish. That's how I introduce myself. I'm Finnish from Luxembourg. Well, a Finn from Luxembourg. And uh, yeah, I did all my schooling in Luxembourg. I graduated there from a European school, which is a interesting concept. You study in your own language. Like I obviously studied in Finnish, but then okay. you also become, you know, like you become bilingual. And so I was, I'm bilingual in English, which you probably can hear that I speak English. Um, very well, very well, I must say. <laughs> thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I study in, at the University of Aberdeen. Yeah, oh, I should probably mention, uh, we both went to the same university and that's basically how we know each other. Yes, we did. You have graduated. I have not graduated, but we're the same age. I'm actually older than Aiden. Indeed. Um, so wait, so in this... What even is a European school? I mean, so does that, so does every student there study in their own mother tongue? So if there's like people from 10 different countries, do they all study in their own native language? I mean, language? If, if, if there's enough students, so it's like based in the European Union, like all the like member states of the European Union should have their own class and the students should be taught in their own language, except for the language classes. So obviously English is taught in English. But um, it's like based on, I don't know, the European Union values. And it is a private school, which I hate always to admit, but um, <laughs> it's a private school for the European Union worker kids. So everyone is okay. a kid of a banker or a, I don't know, a lawyer. So you can, you, you can kind of understand what, what kind of people go there. Okay, okay. So just like a like a European international private school. Yeah, it's like a European international school. Like technically, I th like when I'm like talking to people mm -hmm. about like my education, and I'm like, oh, like I went to European school, and they're like, wait, what is that? I'm like, it's like international school. I see. So it's very similar to IB. 
So when you introduce yourself as a Finn from Luxembourg, do people never follow up on that? Do they say like, what does that mean? Or do they interrogate you about that at all? I mean, it really depends. Like a lot of my friends are like a very, have, have a very similar background, mm-hmm. especially like people from Luxembourg. They are all, you know, they come from so many countries, even in Aberdeen, a lot of my friends are like from multiple different cultures. Yeah. So they don't really question it because most of the people have grown up in different places. But when I was an exchange in California, mm-hmm. people were like, wow, like that's so interesting that you like grew up somewhere else. And obviously I sound very weird. I don't think I sound <laughs> Finnish and I don't I sound Luxembourgish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people are just like, wait, where are you from? And I'm like, yeah, so my story is this. And like, that's interesting. Do you speak French? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> because you know, the, the official language of Luxembourg is French and German and Luxembourgish, and I speak none of them. I'm always very confused with like Luxembourg and Belgium, like the languages they speak. I'm always very confused, like different areas speak different languages predominantly, right? Yes, in Belgium. But they're such small countries, it, it makes no sense. I'm just very, it's like a whole other yeah, world I think for me. <laughs> Europe is so weird. There's so many like small countries that all speak the same language. Yeah. It's 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 very weird. Very strange. Also, that point on uh, you going on exchange, I do feel like people in North America, not to stereotype, but like they can be more like intrigued by your cultural backgrounds for whatever reason. Like when I was in exchange in Canada, for example, um, I found that if I tell people I'm from Scotland, they just they get very excited about it. Because everyone's apparently from Scotland in Canada and the States. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like yesterday, I was talking to my flatmates and like we were just talking about Americans and like English people. And everyone has someone they know that lives in the States. Yeah. Like Scottish people. Everyone has a like relative, like an uncle who lives in New York. Yeah, I mean, I guess nobody would be white there if it weren't for immigrants from like exactly. Scotland and Ireland and wherever else they came from, yeah. right? And who is more white than Scottish people? (laughs) Who's more white than me? Jesus. Um, So languages, you mentioned languages. Um, What languages do you speak if you don't speak any of the Luxembourgish ones? Well, I speak Finnish. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. And I speak English. And those are my main languages. I also, I'm supposed to be fluent in Swedish which um, I don't think anyone has ever heard me speak Swedish, but I did graduate. I did my final exam in Swedish, which is a, um, an wow. interesting choice, but I'm supposed to speak it very well. I'm supposed to be fluent in it, but uh, after all these years, I don't think I am anymore. And obviously, because of a shared interest in Korean culture and music, I uh, attempt to speak Korean. I'm not really good at it, haven't been studying for a while and i learned mandarin mandarin mm-hmm, chinese mm-hmm. for a year in university and i forgotten everything i don't think i could converse in mandarin anymore i was pretty good at it actually i was my class's top student wow and you. and i also do i did study french for four years so i do understand french i was quite young when i started it so um I have a good understanding of it, but I can't speak it. Like I went to a police station when I was back in Luxembourg and I had to like ask for a paper and it was so nerve wracking to speak French because they really? literally do not speak English. But I got the right paper. Good. Well, then you can speak French. 
I don't want to say that comme to French si, people ça. because then they're like, oh my God, yeah, you speak French. Like, like they can, like, I, they're so excited that I can speak French. And I've learned Luxembourgish for last year with my mom during the lockdown. Mm. So that's all I know. Uh, well, you say like, that's not a lot. That's a lot of languages. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of languages, but I'm not fluent. I'm only fluent in three. I guess that's a lot too. But, um, yeah, but that, I mean, that's impressive. I feel like a lot of European people grow up speaking like multiple languages and you feel like... Oh yeah, definitely. You have this inferiority complex if you don't speak like a million languages. <laughs> Whereas, no, it's for real. Like I obviously speak like three languages fluently, which is like quite impressive. But then some of my friends speak five fluently and they can just like switch up with me all these wow, five languages crazy. and like then they speak two other languages like kind of fluently but make some mistakes i'm like i have nothing i have nothing on them and then there's me i'm just like i can't even speak english man <laughs> i mean every, everyone who speaks english english always says that they can't speak it but we're speaking it currently we are but you know yeah i can only speak like 1.3 languages maybe anyway i mean you're pretty good at korean <laughs> getting there getting there it's uh getting there yeah it's a journey it is it's fun learning languages is fun i really enjoy it i think that's um, i think it's i i i feel like in school i wasn't so lenient about learning languages i just for example i could have been so good at it but i was just like i hate this language it's, i hate this i hate the teachers and then i just dropped it and now i wish i i, I wish i continued yeah i do feel like language you know? learning in school is not super efficient it's not presented in a really no uh, in a way that is enticing for students i think at that age yeah definitely. like i was the same i was really i think i liked french when i was very young like when i was six or seven but when i became like a teenager i just lost interest in it and i just like messed around in class but i love learning languages now and i and i really regret not spending that time more wisely but i do feel yeah, like the system itself has something to play in that too yeah, and I feel like it's a teacher's fault also. Like if, if they don't make the class interesting or they're very strict about like getting everything right, I feel like yeah. that doesn't make it fun for the students to learn. And that's what that was what with me. I, I it's too scary to be in that class, man. It was so scary. Like she always wanted everything to be right. So I dropped it and now I speak one sentence in French. <laughs> but you can do like official documentation stuff. So that's that's good enough, right? Yeah. Well, you can always get better. You get by. You get by. I can order a pizza. I mean, that's all you need to survive. Food and water. And, no, honestly, and that's all you need. <laughs> um, so in terms of the languages you speak, which ones do you speak the most often or which ones do you feel most comfortable in? Well. It kind of changes. It depends on which country I am. Currently, I'm in Finland. And obviously, I speak Finnish every day with my girlfriend and with my family. Mm -hmm. And I go to a shop and I can speak Finnish. So currently, it's Finnish. But then every time I'm in like Scotland, I feel like English is the, the, the language I'm most comfortable in. Especially if I haven't been speaking to anyone Finnish. Oh, my God. Like when I lived in America, I did not speak Finnish for like a month because I didn't really speak to my mom either. And yep. I was just like, damn, <laughs> I think I've forgotten a lot of things. <laughs> and like even randomly, I talked to my old Finnish teacher from high school 
And she told me that I sound very American when I speak Finnish. Really? That's interesting. Which is, uh, I don't know what that sounds like, but apparently that's what I sounded like. <laughs> oh. So it really depends. I wonder if you have any recordings of yourself speaking as a kid, because I, I think I mentioned in the first podcast episode, I there's this video of myself speaking when I was like four, and I have like a really Scottish yeah. accent. I'm just like, who is this kid? This is not me. It doesn't, because I, I also sound, I've been like Americanized kind of through international schools yeah. and media and all that. So I think I've had the same kind of thing as you in that sense. Probably. I feel like I, like every time I hear my little sister who grew up in Finland, like her speak Finnish, it's so, it, I can tell her, I can tell where she's from, like locally. Yeah. Like I know exactly the city she sounds like. Which is like I don't feel like I sound like anything. I'm just like okay, well, who knows? So, do people in Finland like when you're back in Finland now, like like you are at the moment? Um, do people like recognize you as kind of a foreigner, or like I don't know? Do people view you differently to like Finnish people, if that makes sense? Or do you feel <laughs> that way? That's an interesting at least? question because I feel like they do, but honestly, I don't think they do. Like every time, like see, like every time I'm like walking somewhere by myself, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a like a Im imposter. Yeah. <laughs> imposter syndrome. I feel like like somebody's gonna be like, oh, she doesn't know where she's going. Like, ha ha ha, she's such a loser, <laughs> you know. But I don't think anyone's like even looking at me when I'm walking down the street. You know, it's I don't know. Yeah, this sounds like a therapy session. It's like a that's basically just what anxiety is. Like it's all in your head, right? But yeah, it's always in my head. It's just uh, being a third culture kid it's in your head. But I mean, that's still a problem in a sense because you feel as if you're like different, even if other people aren't yeah. going to treat you differently. It's like you still feel different because of your whatever your upbringing or however you've changed because of your environment, right? I yes. And so, like. Um, and which countries have you lived in? So you've lived in Finland, Luxembourg, Scotland. Finland, and Luxembourg, Scotland, and California. California. The country. <laughs> if it was a country, it would be like the sixth largest economy in the world. You know that, California? No, it, it, exactly. And I feel I feel like California would be booming. Yeah. Um, so, like, my question to you is, I think you and I have actually had very similar upbringings in a, in a sense. Yeah. So you're 100% Finnish by blood and you grew up in a Finnish household. I'm doing the two fingers thing because whatever that means. And I'm 100% Scottish and I grew up in a Scottish household. And we both attended schools with a diverse student population, like international style schools. And we lived inside some kind of like international bubble, right? A little bit separated from yeah. the rest of society. So despite all of that, I had asked Atelia to fill out this little like survey um, before the podcast to uh, just give me some notes to, you know, make questions and stuff. And you mentioned that you feel like most Luxembourgish out of all those countries you've lived in. And you want I'd like a Luxembourgish so. citizenship. So despite like being all like fully Finnish by blood and by like your environment in a sense, why, why do you feel Luxembourgish or why do you want a Luxembourgish citizenship? I feel like because I, you know, I grew up there and that's the place I'm most comfortable in. Let's mm -hmm. say the mo like the environment I'm most comfortable in. Like I know where everything is. Like I know, okay, so you want to go to that coffee shop. Okay, it's right there. Oh, that street. I know where that is. But like in Finland, I don't 
really know that. I'm like starting to get around in Helsinki. Like I now kind of understand the city, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, in Luxembourg, I don't have to try. I just know like, okay, so, okay. Right. So you take that street and then turn left. So I feel like in that sense, I feel like I'm, you know, like Luxembourgish, but because I don't speak the language, I don't, I don't think I can really feel Luxembourgish, you know, like I don't feel like the local people really see me as one, you know? So it's like a familiarity thing for you. Yeah, I feel like it's that. And yeah, I can't think of anything else that it would be. It's just like, I know that place and it's like where I lived. Like yeah. most of my experiences and memories are from that place. I mean, I, yeah, I think that makes sense. But like, do you think um, if it's to do with familiarity, your feeling of belonging, then do you think mm. if you stayed in another place, let's say you live in Scotland, after you graduate university, you get a job here and you, I don't know, you start a family here or whatever get some pets and live in like the hills somewhere um let's say that's your life for like the next 30 years do you do you think you could feel more familiar in scotland at some point and feel like you want to be a scottish or a uk citizen or a scottish citizen god i don't talk to me about uk citizenship (laughs) i feel like the settlement program is so bad (laughs) and i don't know i think they're throwing me out at this point but yeah yeah, i feel like (laughs) Like once you've once you lived in so many places, I I feel like it's so much easier to like settle down in a new place. That's true, yeah. That's like obviously, true. like I feel like I haven't been in Aberdeen for quite some time now. It's like ten months, mm-hmm. but I still feel like Aberdeen is also a home for me, although I haven't been there and I didn't live there for that long. Like I've lived there for about three years, but it still feels like home. So it's, I think it's so much easier to like settle down and be like, okay, so this is home now. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. there's always like. The place where you live the most time, I feel like that's still going to feel home. But I feel like if in the future I'm going to live in Scotland for 30 years, I feel like that's going to be home, you know? Yeah, no, I, I that makes sense. I think even for me, because I didn't live in Scotland at all, even though I, I was from Scotland, essentially. When people ask me like where I come from in Scotland, I usually just say Aberdeen because that's the place that I know the best. So yeah. like if they if they have a follow up question like oh do you know so and so place I'll be like oh yeah 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 it's like by Rose Street and like bloody bloody blah, 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 blah. Um, so I just say Aberdeen because that's where I feel most familiar so I I completely get yeah, that definitely. I think I I probably feel the same way yeah I, it's, it's I think it's a very like you can move anywhere yeah and you can feel like home but it will never feel like home home and that's why I want the Luxembourg citizenship. <laughs> Because I feel like I have something like to prove that right, I've right. lived here, and like and I can show it to people and be like, like, look at this. Like you don't have to be like questioned every time you like try yeah, and justify exactly. yourself. And then I would yeah. also, yeah, and then I would also have to learn the language because it requires an A two mm-hmm. level of uh, Luxembourg. Oh, that's not too bad though. Written, it's not too bad. Like Doable. the written is A two, and I think listening is B one, and that's so like I can do that. That's doable. That's doable. Yeah, I feel like that's so doable. But the interesting thing is, though, like if you were born there, mm-hmm. you can just claim it. Like you're automatically Luxembourgish. Okay. Mm. Even if you didn't get the citizenship at birth. Interesting. Interesting. But I do want it. I would just, I want it as a, like a token. Like right, I can right, just right. show people that look at this. I, I have dual citizenship. And it, and it just gives you like a place to go back to, right? Kind of. It gives you a more yeah, like exactly. permanent home if you need it. If you want yeah. to. Yeah. Like I feel like Luxembourgish Luxembourgish. 
Luxembourg is such a nice place to live. Mm-hmm. I like that's like I I feel like it's a place to like return to. Like if I want to so- at some point like work at a or work at a bank, <laughs> I'll be <beat> that out. <laughs> just settle down and get some kids and some pets, then I can do that okay. easier with the citizenship. I mean, I yeah, won't yeah, do yeah. that. I will never work in a bank. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Never say never. Never say never. But back to the point where I mentioned we had like kind of similar upbringings in a roundabout way. Mm. Um, So I grew up in Qatar. And if I try and like put myself in your shoes thinking like, I want the citizenship of the country that I grew up in because I'm familiar with it. I I don't know if I could say that about Qatar because every time the last time I was there was a few years ago. But when I went back there after finishing high school, going to university and then coming back for like a month everything was different because the country is like developing so fast to the point that yeah and like 70 percent of the population lives in the capital city so i mean i i saw the place go from like just sand and like three buildings to like um like metropolis you know and uh yeah every time i go back it's just so different i don't know like where the roads are i don't know where like mm. stuff is my school is in a different place now and like so i feel like that familiarity doesn't exist for me in the place where i grew up yeah so uh, yeah i feel yeah i feel like it's very different because in europe most cities are old so you can't really change like a castle place of a castle that's true but there's also this thing i've been thinking of like when you think of immigrants um i mean there's this distinction between expats and immigrants right and i feel like immigrants are generally people that are looking for a better quality of life and expats are more like temporary workers who are also going for a better maybe maybe not a better quality of life but they're just earning more money or they're just like an ex like culturally better quality like they want to expand their cultural life in a way i i feel like there's this view that immigrants are often people going from poorer countries to richer countries often western countries and expats are western countries going to poorer countries or western or western countries going to other western countries Mm. So I feel like for expats, it's kind of like weird for an expat to yeah. take up a citizenship in a country, whereas it's more like accepted for immigrants to do to do the, the same thing. And I feel like it's also out of necessity. It's, yeah, right. Because right. if you're an expat or like you, I don't know, identify as an expat, I feel like it's not necessary because you already come from a country with a passport right. that's strong. And you have rights to live in a country. But then if you're, let's say, an immigrant, which I have some opinions about, um, you're probably coming from a country that's passport isn't yes, strong. Exactly, yeah. Let's say like you came from a, I don't know, a third yeah. world country to Finland. Obviously, Finnish like, passport is so much stronger. Like you can travel within Europe and that's already a yeah. plus. So it's, it, it, it's yeah. a bit different. I feel like it's a it's a necessity. No, I agree. I agree. And a luxury kind of thing. Like if you can just claim a citizenship of a country. Right, right. Like that's a luxury. But I guess it's also like um it's easier to be integrated into society in the sense of an someone who's immigrating, I guess. Whereas if you're an expat or at least yeah. in my case, we were living in this bubble as I've mentioned in the first episode and like I can't speak Arabic. I didn't have many local friends. The city's constantly changing and like I don't know that that was kind of a uh, I don't know something I've been like wondering like if I had felt so disconnected from my home country 
where where would I feel like my home was? But even if I wanted to say Qatar was my home, I don't think I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I really do agree with you on yeah. the bubble thing because you can't really say a place is your home if you live in a bubble. For me, it was like the European Union bubble. It's very different from like the local yeah. Bucks and British communities. It's like when you travel, right? So if I just go to like an airport in a country, I don't say I've been there because it doesn't really count. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I like I've been to Dallas airport and I say I've been to Texas. <laughs> I mean, I've been to like Reykjavik airport for like three hours, but it was... Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Iceland really. You know, it's the same thing. Going to an international yeah. school kind of feels like that. Like it's like you're just going to a little, like transit place. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like that's true. But also, I do have to say about the immigration thing is that technically, I feel like my mom and I are immigrants right. because my mom did go to Luxembourg to look for a like, let's say pet, better life. Obviously, like the life quality in Finland is mm-hmm. pretty good, but it's even better in Luxembourg. Or someone who works with the right. European Union. So, out of the four countries you've lived in so far, do you think any of those will be a permanent home for you, or do you think you'll look to find a new place? I don't think so. I lived in Finland for now ten months, and also, although I do love Finland, I think especially this time around, it's showed its good sides. I just, I don't know. I feel too comfortable speaking Finnish every day. I'm not out of my. You want a challenge? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I don't know if it ever happens to you living in Scotland now where you speak, like the language everyone speaks is your language. But like, do you like sometimes forget that like when you hear another language, you forget that you're in like your own, like in Scotland. And then you hear English. You're like, wow, they're like English speaking people. I don't think that does happen to me. No. Does that ever happen to you? That has happens to me so much in Finland. Like I hear like another language, language, let's say like Swedish. And I'm like, somehow my brain link just switches. I'm like, wow, I'm somewhere else. And then I hear Finnish. I'm like, wow, somebody speaks Finnish here. <laughs> Where am I? Like, oh my God, the Finnish people found me. And I'm like, I'm in Finland. That happens constantly. Okay. I can't say I've experienced the same thing, but that's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so that does not, that was just off topic. But um, no, nah, I don't think I will. Like, I might live in Luxembourg just to get mm-hmm, that citizenship mm-hmm. and learn the language. But otherwise, I don't think so. Uh, Brexit did not do good for my. Yeah, UK everything's state. up in the air still. So, uh, unless, unless Scotland joins EU, then Scotland will be a, 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 a big. Somewhere up there in the list. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere up on the list, but I live there. I don't have to live there again. Is there anywhere yeah. you would like to try living that you haven't mm-hmm. yet? I kind of want to live in the Netherlands. I feel like it would be a nice place. Okay. Like Amsterdam or like some of the other big cities. Yeah, Netherlands is, I mean, I've not lived there, like, but when I've been to yeah. Amsterdam, it like was, I like Amsterdam. Yeah, it's really nice, really clean, very aesthetic looking mm-hmm. place, I must say. <laughs> yeah. And also because, you know, I speak Swedish, I feel like. Sweden could be a nice place to live. Yeah. Mm. I just feel like, obviously, like, I'm in my, like, oh, my God, I want to live in a big city. I'm, I just lived in small city. Like, Aberdeen is the biggest place I've lived. Really? If we don't wow. take into account Los Angeles. But um, for the viewers, Aberdeen has Aberdeen a population of, like, what, 250,000 people or so? Yeah, exactly. Third largest exactly. city in Scotland, but it's still pretty small for most countries' it standards. It is, but Luxembourg is, Luxembourg's capital 
100,000. Really? Luxembourg City? 100,000. Yeah. Wow. There's only half a million people in the whole country. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Okay. So a small place. But, um, so I want to live in a big city for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'd kind of like to live in Korea. But the thing is, I haven't even been there. So I can't really like, you know, like, oh my God, I want to move to Korea and work as an English teacher. <laughs> I can't do that before I go there as a tourist, because if I hate the place, I'm, I can't just move there. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a bit you different can. than just You moving. can, but... I mean, I can, but I feel like that will just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I have to go there first. Then we'll talk again. I'd love to visit the place, though. Yeah. Once COVID's... Uh chilling out uh, we can travel and again. also i just i do have to add i used to want to live in california but just america is not looking too spicy with corona and stuff yeah i mean america is never looking too spicy california is a bit different but um and the wildfires i just feel like they don't need more people there well i mean yeah california is a hazard hotspot right it's uh very densely it populated very, like, it's right on a fault line yeah it is and I don't feel like they need another white kid there. Just, <laughs> you know, New York also would be amazing. I love New York, but just uh, it's cold. But I guess I don't feel like they need. Too. They don't need more people. The Canada, I do like Canada, though. though I do want to visit. I recommend Canada's great. People are very nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the working culture, but I feel like Canada, Canada could be quite nice. Do you feel like um, when you speak different languages, right? Do you feel like yes. you have different personalities in different languages, or when you're in those countries where um, the different languages you speak are spoken as a mother tongue, do you feel like your personality changes because mm-hmm. of the environment? Interesting. I feel like I know more jokes in English. Is it like technically? Mm-hmm. I think I can. I'm funnier in. I actually don't know. Is it because it's a more like I was, jokey I was about to say that I'm funnier in Finnish, but I feel like I'm also relatively funny in English. Um, I feel like I'm more up to date with the jokes in English than in Finnish. Okay, so okay. I'm like technically funnier. And I feel like I have a, I don't know, like my voice changes. I feel like I have such a low voice when I speak Finnish. Mm-hmm. And the less the language I know, the higher it goes. Like French, I'm just like, sound like this. Like, hello, bonjour. <laughs> but that is that has nothing to do with personalities well i feel like i'm just shy strangely enough though i feel like when i was first learning korean i actually um i had the same thing i i always spoke really high pitched i don't know why yeah <laughs> I, I don't know why but it was um, just, i find a lot of people do that as well maybe i don't know if it's just for a- asian languages or maybe it's that. just like yeah languages you're not good at like you said interesting i feel like it's something like even you don't know something too well i feel like you just I don't know. I feel like some has some something. To, it has something to. I can't say that word. It has something to do with being shy. Yeah, that's true. Like even in English, like if, the the more com- yeah. If you're like the more comfortable you are. Sorry, we're just speaking over each other. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's gonna say like even in English. Um, even if like the, even though it's my native language, if I'm kind of vague about something I'm saying, if I don't quite know what I'm saying, quite like right. Yeah. I might just increase the pitch a little bit of my voice. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. It's like a shyness thing. 
and I feel like with friends, like like doesn't matter what language it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like with friends, just I don't know, just gonna be lower anyway. Like I feel like I like here I speak with a relatively low voice because you know I'm relaxed. Yeah. You can like you can if you listen to me in the beginning of this episode and then now I feel like there might be a little. Mm. I'll check the uh, the audio bars, the audio. I don't know what it's called, the audio recording bars, yeah. the waveform. Maybe there's a the difference. Yeah. Mm. I don't feel like I have different personalities. I feel like I have very consistent okay. personality. Which is uh, a comedian and a funny personality, like person, um, a stand-up comedian, but in her own life. I don't know. I, I I'd say that's pretty accurate. Like I'd I'd say you're. You're pretty funny. I'm quite chill. I'm. I like. I like to think that I'm pretty funny, but like in a chill way. Like yeah, I don't try yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, I do try to make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like very bad jokes most of the time. Oh yeah, I feel but, like. Um, yeah, I feel like you're pretty funny. Yeah, I yeah. I'd like to think I'm also consistent. Like chill, relaxed, but like pretty stupid and funny. Yeah, I would agree. So you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned that you god what did you mention goldfish memory moment uh <laughs> oh you mentioned uh you don't you're not as funny in finnish or you feel like you're not as funny in finnish because you don't know like you're not up to date with the jokes right or up to date with the slang i feel like i know more of the, like you know i'm down with the kids in english mm. not is that because you like consume more media in english maybe think it's it's the media i don't consume any media in finnish like you internet in english like i i read articles in finnish okay okay yeah no it's not funny so does that cause problems like when you're back home like you hear all this new terminology and you're like bruh (laughs) i mean honestly like um i don't know if you're aware of how finnish works but there are like technically two sets of language quite similar as with Korean. So there is the formal way of mm-hmm. speaking that nobody speaks. And then there's like the <laughs> the informal way of speaking mm-hmm. that we use. And, uh, this, and then there's also all the accents and the different like dialects. So I'd spend a lot of time in Helsinki, but I'm not from here. I don't know any words. So like they have their own like dialect that's almost an own, like their own language or whatever. So I don't speak it. And every time like one of my friends or my girlfriend says a word that I don't know, I'm just like, what do you mean? And then they're like, wait, how do you not know that? That's such a basic word. And I'm like, well, I don't. And they just find it so funny that I don't know a word. Honestly, so I I'm kind not of, done with the kids. I kind of feel like that with English, though. I feel like it probably yeah. does just have to do with your media consumption of anything. Because I Definitely. feel like when I look at younger teenagers now, and the words they use sometimes, I don't actually know what those kind of things mean. And I start to understand my parents when they were like, what is all this new slang these kids are using these days? But that's so sad. We're, we're just above 20. <laughs> and we're just like, what are these kids saying? Goodness gracious, what is this TikTok? I, was, I, like, I slipped and hurt my knee the other day as well. I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm aging way too fast. No, honestly, I think I broke one of my ribs. <laughs> Oh, oh no what yeah so my my friend just tried to lift me got a bad hold of my rib rib cage area and i i heard something and they hurt like bad <laughs> it hurt very bad Wait, so your friend literally like picked you up by the ribs and like 
Yeah, and so I it think snapped. it broke. It hurts so much. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I like honestly, I never broken a bone like before being twenty one, mm-hmm. and then suddenly I broken two in the past year. Wow, that's what did you break? Your ribs and I broke my wrist last summer. Wrist. So did you have like a cast this... and like a sling and everything? No, I didn't. It was just a like a minor fracture. Okay, okay. So uh, it's not too bad, but I feel like if I go now to like an X-ray, it's gonna be like, oh, so it's punctured your lung. You're slowly dying, and I'm just like, <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all slowly dying? I feel like I'm just old now. Oh. What is TikTok? <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? Um, slang. But I'm gonna slang. I'm gonna move on to um, something else. So I'm curious about English in the perspective of someone from a European country or countries. In your case, I guess. Um, yes. Everyone, most like ninety percent of people from like European countries, I would say definitely younger people for sure speak like impeccable english for the most part and they always yeah, imp- apologize for their bad english for some reason even though it's amazing and then they just say something like academic yeah. i'm at academic level english it's like sorry yeah. <laughs> but um in terms of english like did you was that something you enjoy learning in school or is it just something you do out of necessity because I mean, if everyone's that good at English in, especially Scandinavian countries like Finland, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, etc., yeah. they all speak amazing English, in my experience. Um, like, how is that? Is it just like, I don't know? Do you enjoy learning it in school, or just you, you, like study a lot, or how does it work? I feel like I uh, I can't speak for the Finnish people because I was learned English in Luxembourg. But I feel like for everyone, it has to do with media. Everyone's just consuming you right. know, English language media all the time, like every day, every second. So it just kind of rubs off. Right. But for me, it was out of necessity. Like I, we moved to Luxembourg when I went to third grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had already been learning English for like three years. And I hadn't. That was the first. I, know how, I knew how to count to 10 and say my name. And everyone else was making these like complex, complex sentences that I couldn't make. So I just had to like, you know, learn everything that they had learned in those two yeah. years in like a year or like a couple of months. So I just had to do it. But then because, you know, it kind of opens doors. You can have more yeah. friends and you can talk to other people. So it was kind of fun. But oh my God, I have so many bad like the memories of learning english and not understanding what's going on really did not like primary mm. school no so by like i don't know middle school or high school how was your english level i feel like when i went to secondary school so in, in european school you just have yeah, primary school and secondary thing. school those are just the levels um by the time i was like 11 i think i was pretty good at it like mm. it just took me two years to learn it like, wow roughly. But it was like literally out of necessity. I just, right. it, it was a survival of the fittest. If I could not do it, then I would be dead meat. So was it just like ingrained into you from a young age that you have to speak English yeah. no matter what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I felt like I was like, I should have been born as an English speaker. I was going to ask that actually. Like, do you ever wish you were born as a native English speaker? Um, I, I used to, but now I'm just like, I feel like Finnish is such a random language. It's, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of, I'm like thankful it really of speaking is, yeah. Finnish because it like 
every other language seems so easy compared to Finnish. Like even Korean, I'm like, wow, this is so easy. <laughs> because, well, it's not. It's quite a hard language. But like Finnish is like something else. It's so complex. So I feel thankful for speaking Finnish. Mm-hmm. And also it's such a small, like there's only 5 million of us. Like yeah. that's kind of, that's a boss move. Yeah, I've often thought like I wish I could. I wish I grew up speaking Gaelic or even like yeah. French because I studied that in school for a while. But yeah, I just only spoke English. So like for me, I I always wished the opposite to you. The grass is always greener on the other side, right? Like I the wish the grass is always greener yeah, on the other side. I wish I was born as like a non-native English speaker because, or like yeah. a bilingual English and something else. Because I I don't know. I just felt so insufficient in this like international school where everyone comes from like 70 oh, yeah, countries definitely. and like speaks a million languages it was like so i don't know it's kind, kind of embarrassing just only speaking english but i feel like the mindset in the uk and probably in most western countries is that we speak english and everyone else speaks english so we don't need to learn anything else you're like but it's 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 so fun to like converse in yeah. someone else's language like you learn so much about them that you can't in English. Yeah. And I think, even, I don't know. It's... I, I think even in schools, that's the kind of the attitude. And maybe that's why we're notoriously not very good at foreign languages Yeah, um, in the UK at least. And uh, like, I feel like the UK is the laughing stock of, of Europe in terms of like language learning abilities. <laughs> or America. They don't really speak languages either. True, true. Although they're a melting pot and don't have a an official language. Oh, really? I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. America does not have an official language. Mm-hmm. The more you know. Yeah. But but I feel like in, yeah, in UK schools, like, the, yeah, there's that mindset of we don't need to learn anything else. So the, the students, the teachers are just like very lax about it. And most people don't end up speaking a high level, like one in 100 students might yeah. speak like A2 or B1 level of a language. But yeah, like a lot of my UK based like friends, they learned, let's say, French or Spanish yeah. but for years, like seven years, even in Finland, like if, like English people, people speak English. But like when it comes to Swedish, which is also an, an official language in Finland, we're bilingual. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like you're supposed to learn it, but nobody speaks it like it's everyone hates learning it. And it's just uh, I don't know. I think it's a shame. Yeah, I. Like even I learned French for like nine academic years. Wow. <laughs> Gotta add the academic That's there. More to than I did. Not make myself look that bad. But um I actually could speak okay French when I was younger, but I just like as I said, I just began messing around in class at, at one point and just like yeah. did all my homework with Google Translate and just, I don't know. It's so uh it's such it's so it's annoying. Dangerous. But at the same time, like that that was kind of how everyone else was doing it too. So that it was like cool to mess around in French French class, you know. That was the vibe in in our yeah. school, but I feel like knowledge is wasted on the youth. Like we should have yeah. the ability to learn. Oh, yeah. Like when we're like I don't know forty, not when we're sixteen. We're stupid. Yeah, but through my own like personal like language learning kind of journey, I've I've really enjoyed it because it's given me that perspective that I never had of the non-native English mm. speakers, the stuff they had to go through, like. I've been to Korea and when I first tried, I couldn't really speak Korean when I was there, but I could say some basic stuff and I could read the alphabet. And I tried to go get a SIM card one day. So I went to this convenience store and I had, I had like memorized this phrase and my pronunciation was awful, but I thought it was great at the time. And, uh, 
I said the phrase to the like the worker at the store and she was just like a part-time student I think yeah and uh she just had like absolutely no idea what I said and I was just so embarrassed so I just left the store and went to a different store tried the same thing again didn't work (laughs) and I, I feel like um that's the kind of stuff that non-native English speakers might have to go through sometimes. Yeah. And same thing again, I went to the gym, tried to sign up. We literally were talking through Google Translate or PapaGo or something because I I couldn't speak Korean well enough and they couldn't speak English well enough. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it was a mess, but it was fun. And looking back on it, it was was a good experience. And I'm glad I've put myself in those positions. I am not one to speak. Like I have to be perfect in a language to be able to speak it to other people that's why i never speak swedish but um some of my friends like they know phrase or two and they just converse like using those five words they know they like get around using those words in like whatever language they yeah. speak and i think that's so amazing that they can do it because i could never i have to be like confident in speaking because otherwise we'll not do that i'm just like do you speak english yeah no i I respect that as well because i i really struggled when i was trying to speak korean for the first time yeah um, and at that point i'd been learning for like six months but i i could hardly speak mainly for the you know the mental block i knew a lot of words and yeah. stuff i just couldn't get them out but i really res- as same with you i really respect people that can go out of their comfort zone and just speak no matter how bad their pronunciation is or no matter yeah. how poor their, their vocabulary is just speaking is uh really commendable i think yeah, definitely. Like that's something I've also have to learn with English that I don't have to sound like a native English speaker because I'm not one. I can sound like whatever. But I did feel very pressured to have like a perfect accent. Did you ever get like looked down on in school in Luxembourg in your school for like not speaking English well or I don't know, bullied for your accent or anything like that? No. I perfect perfected my accent quite early on. Okay. I just said words that I could do. I don't feel like I was bullied for that. I just, I had, like, it was, again, I had to learn it so quickly that I just, I don't know. I I, I can't remember what I did. At mm-hmm. is, is it kind of like looked down on in, in Luxembourg or in Finland if you can't speak English well? I don't feel like if you can't speak English, but... Definitely, if you can't speak the language of the country, let's say, like, if you can't speak Finnish or in the Swedish-speaking areas, if you can't speak Swedish to them and you're obviously a Finnish person, it's like, well, okay, let's speak Finnish then. Or like in Luxembourg, if you can't do anything in French, it's there just like, okay. Have you ever had the experience where your French maybe isn't good enough, but they, they can speak a common language with you that's not French? but they decide not to anyway. (laughs) Like, honestly, this does not happen as often anymore. But like 10 years ago, when like my mom and I used to like travel to France quite a bit, like people did not first, I don't know if they spoke English, but at least they did not speak it. Like every time you try to like say something in French and then just be like, what what are you saying? (laughs) And then you just like say it in English and they're just like, no, understand, like, French they reply in English, there. no understand. <laughs> no understand. And they're just like, French, speak French. And then, I don't know. It's, I don't hate French people, but I just, I, they're sometimes questionable. 
it's not the case anymore. I feel like in especially in Luxembourg, because there's I think 60% of all the people who live there are from a, another country than Luxembourg. So actually the Luxembourgish people are the minority. Okay. So okay. these days you can speak like English pretty well. Like some people don't mm -hmm. like at the shop, some people don't speak French and then just okay. But 10 years ago you could not do that. And I was just there like yeah <laughs> i don't speak anything although like it should be said that you know you should you should also make an effort to speak the language of the country you're in but of course if you're just a tourist you know it's hard to they should at least be like welcoming i guess you know? i feel like if 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 like you learn like saying hi and thank you and yeah. the local language i think that like that, that 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 gets you a long way yeah and i would say in my experience most people like most countries i've been to they are appreciative if you can just say some basic stuff oh yeah definitely like if you can say one sentence in a language of the country they're mm -hmm. just like oh my god you're so good yeah. <laughs> wow like you must have spent so much time learning them like i just read it from google translate <laughs> i don't i don't it's know if you've seen the meme um for korean like so if you say like one thing in korean like onion haseo <laughs> like in the worst pronunciation <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'll just be like wow like wow your korean's amazing uh, yeah um, i it's, it's, we it's went to nice, korean, but... yeah we went to a korean restaurant a while back and i really regret we didn't say bye in korean because they probably wouldn't be like oh my god it's so good yeah. like, bye thank you for that <laughs> but um like because they just get like every like every time I go to like a um like a restaurant that isn't like a local restaurant whatever mm -hmm. like a foreign restaurant I don't know and the workers there are also from that country like if you speak one word in that like language like let's say Chinese they're just like oh my god that's so exciting thank you for coming well, in reality they're just like Wow, they're 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 trash, but I'm getting paid for I mean, this, that's so I have Korea to be nice. Do if I see one. <laughs> that's why I never speak. Like honestly, I feel like all the Korean people would always be so appreciative of like hearing someone and, like learn their language. But then in my head, I'm like, they're gonna think I'm a Korea boo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. God. And I feel like at some some points, I feel like I'm 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 a Finnish boo. Although a I'm Finnish. Boo. There's a oh, oh I remember can that. I tell one story? Yeah, yeah, before, go ahead, please. Before we move on, like <laughs> when I was younger and I traveled to Finland by myself, I was somehow I was so embarrassed of speaking Finnish that I would speak English to Finnish people, like at the airport and at the shop. Really? And then I would just pretend <laughs> I didn't speak Finnish. And I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I wonder if it was obvious, like that you could clearly speak Finnish, but <laughs> just I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Like I've at this point, I feel like people probably wouldn't guess that, but um, back then probably. But I just no had to, had to speak some other language. <laughs> it's funny. I remember when you mentioned the Korean restaurant, speaking Korean in a Korean restaurant. I remember the first time I ever spoke Korean in public. I was yeah. literally so nervous, but I went, I went to this chicken restaurant, right? It was in Canada in, on Vancouver Island <clears throat> and it was Korean restaurant. So I was like, all right, all right, I got to use some Korean. <laughs> and I, I, there was like one, I think it was near closing time. And there was one other table that had two people sitting on it. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to like speak Korean when there's like, other people here. I just got to wait. I was with my friend, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't mind if he's there. Um, 
so I kept like hyping myself up in my head to like say something like when we were ordering didn't I didn't manage it the first time so I was like all right next time next time when she comes with the food I'll be like thank you <laughs> didn't manage it and they're like we were about to leave like we finished we paid for everything I still hadn't spoken any Korean and then like literally as I was walking out the door I just like turned and said like thank you in Korean and just like ran out but I don't know I felt so I was so proud I managed uh, to say a, something <laughs> at least you did it I always like when it goes to a Korean restaurant I'm like I should say something but then I'm like scared like one time this was at Aberdeen University and this um our teacher had lived in Korea for 10 years and he oh, spoke okay. a bit of Korean and it was like a linguistics, linguistics class. Mm. And he would always like make comparisons between English and Korean. And then like, I like obviously knew about like the Korean stuff. And I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting. And then one time he came and he, like came to me and asked like, oh my God, do you know Korean? And then he started speaking Korean to me. And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. It was so embarrassing. I, like, thank God it was the last class ever of that course. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Like, he just kept talking in Korean. I was like, I, I don't know anything. Like, what are you saying? And then I ran out. Never saw him again. <laughs> but it was well, so I think, embarrassing. I think language is fun, though. Like, it's cringy in the moment, but it's really fun to look back it at is, those, it those is. stories. It is. But, like, because at the end of the day, it's just like a tool to communicate. I mean, you could, instead of language, we could just like run around like miming everything, like doing chicken dances and stuff, right? But it's just, I don't know, it, we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't think so deeply about it. It's no, just like a honestly. method That's of what I've learned. conveying like, ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Like now that I'm an adult, I'm just like, I do not care what I sound like in yeah. any language. We'll still not speak Swedish to my friends. <laughs> that can be your uh, resolution. For the end no, of the honestly, year. I do. I want to get like a certificate that I speak it fluently. But hey, you already speak like what five languages or something? So yeah, no need to be uh, seven worried about it. <laughs> I feel like I feel kind of connected to Luxembourg because my mom still lives there. She decided that she will okay. live there until she dies. Oh, okay, okay. So, you know, I have like a connection to that place. Like I have a reason to go back. But um, it's so funny because um, obviously, like, although I did learn Finnish in school, I also used a lot of English. So my, like, the languages started mixing up and I started being, speaking Finnish at home. Mm -hmm. And my mom hated it. Like she Hates it when I do it. She's like, there is a word for it in Finnish, like please use it. <laughs> but now, now that she works in a place that where she only has to speak English, she has started doing it. And she <laughs> never says, like when she has to say like sorry, she always says sorry in English. Or like when she doesn't hear anything, she said she says sorry in English. Or like when she's like listening, she's like always like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And I'm like, mom, you hated it when I did it. <laughs> So why can you do it now? She's like, I didn't notice. <laughs> I'm so salty about that. Like, I'm so salty about that. <laughs> the tables have turned. Like, I use, I do not say, what is a girl? I say broccoli. And mom's like, no, you have to use the Finnish word. And then she's, <laughs> oh, mom, if you're listening to this, God damn it. <laughs> Let it all out. Bleep that Let out. Bleep <laughs> that out. <laughs> 
that's quite funny though I, i mean at least now she can understand where you were coming from yeah exactly like it's like when you start using c languages so much during in like during a day for example like it's just it's just a muffle just just a muffle and sometimes there's some words that you just can't they only work in one language right yeah like, like yeah. you want to say something right? you're like uh oh, how do i say that in this language but it doesn't exist and you're just like uh my friend and i were thinking about was it embarrassed and we can't remember what's in finnish like i don't know what embarrassed is in finnish <laughs> and that's such a basic word it's embarrassing <laughs> oh goodness but um yeah no i feel like my i don't know i'm just i'm just a language nerd so all my cultural experiences involve language oh i do want to ask you one question though do you understand scottish accent i do i do i sometimes when i was working in the bar yeah. for example i used to work in a bar while i was a student part-time on the weekends and the evenings and sometimes where we lived in scotland aberdeen is in the northeast and they speak a dialect called yep. doric there as you know and sometimes when people come into the bar it's often like the bar i worked at was like kind of a lot of older guys yeah. would regular there um would be regulars there god my english um and uh sometimes they would speak very very strong doric yeah. and i would i was just like uh and then when covid started obviously we had like the glass screens i was wearing masks they were wearing a mask so it was like scottish accent that got muffled by the mask and then the screen and then <laughs> i just couldn't hear what they were saying and yeah that was just a mess so i at that point you like ask them to repeat themselves they do it you still don't understand so i just like smile and wave smile and wave and just get smile. them like whatever beer i think they're gonna <laughs> whatever beer i think they're gonna want <laughs> yeah um so now you understand what a uh, international experience is at aberdeen yeah how about you do you so when you first came to scotland were scottish accents difficult for you to understand i don't i've had fair share of teachers who are scottish in my time in high school so i feel like and obviously they speak a because they lived abroad for so long they speak a like a mild watered down like what you have watered yeah. down is the word watered down version of scottish but um sometimes when like in aberdeen when i like used to speak to my like ex-landlord i could not understand what he was saying on the phone it was i was just like was okay. he from aberdeen he was from aberdeen born and raised okay so dork um yeah no can't understand it and sometimes i'm scared that i have to do something or call some somewhere and i don't understand anything what they're saying i get a bad deal it's just a smile and wave yeah, i feel like it's it's close enough it's close enough to english that native english speakers can understand but it's yeah it's kind of it's probably like one of the harder yeah, accents definitely. to understand as a non-native english speaker i would say even like non like non-scottish or non-british native english speakers also have a hard time yeah definitely understanding it sometimes i'd say can you differentiate between because there's a lot of different accents within scotland too there's like glasgow accent oh, is i would say the hardest to understand probably and then there's like edinburgh the western isles where i was originally from at doric and aberdeen there's a dundee accent there's kind of a fife accent like can you can I you differentiate between yes, the different ones i could not tell which one it is like i know it's different but i don't know which one it is yeah so it right, all just right. sounds all a just bit sound like weird a, and i'm like, like 
jumble of especially nothing. like in Aberdeen, it's always the taxi drivers that are so interested in my life and like, wow, like you're coming from yes. abroad. Like, do you like yes. studying at the university? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, did not hear what you said, but yes. <laughs> Yes, cheers. Uh, cheers actually, this UK? is also quite funny. Is We're just talking about language at this point. This is a language podcast. Maybe I'm the language episode. But um, yeah, it is. So before I went on exchange, I feel like I sounded more British. Like, let's say, like London kind of British accent. And I used to, word, used to mm-hmm, use words like mm-hmm. cheers and whatever. But then I went to America and I changed. Now I sound like this. Like a valley girl, kind of, almost. Like a valley. Like, I for real sound like a valley girl. And I kind of, like, I spent four months in that country, and I sound like this. I hate it. <laughs> and I feel like you you are also rubbing off. Me? Like, I speak to you. Yes, you are rubbing off. Like, if you sounded more Scottish, I feel like I wouldn't. Oh. Like, I, I would sound more Scottish. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, you're one of the main interactions of like speech that i have english okay mm-hmm. in english currently mm-hmm. yeah i do feel like the people you hang out with or the people you talk to a lot definitely alter your yeah the way you speak because even yeah. sometimes when i was speaking to good friends of mine like when i was younger i would notice we just start speaking the same like we just sound the same we have the same reactions and we say the same stuff yeah, yeah, you, just, yeah you just pick up the habits it's true uh it's kind of freaky to be honest. I, I do find that when I'm, when I was still in school, like in secondary school, and I would come and visit Scotland every summer or so, mm-hmm. I, when I came back to Scotland, I would kind of change a little bit. Like I would start saying I instead of yes, or cheers instead of thanks, or like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. other, I can't think of anything else, but like things that Scottish people say here and there in daily conversation, I would just like change. And I think my, like my family's kind of the same too. So Yeah. I feel like your yeah, environment does change I, yeah. you a little bit. It does. And obviously, like, when I've now that I've been in Finland, I feel like I, also, I sound more Finnish when I speak in mm-hmm. And I kind of hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but I guess other people find it cute. So, you know, I take it. I think your accent's nice. It's very easily understandable. <laughs> Thank you Which very is a much. good thing. I, I think your accent is also so understandable. I love like listening to it. But I'm like, yes, I understand. Well, when I can speak properly, at least. <laughs> no, I feel like you you speak quite clearly. Thank you. Well, this was the the language episode, I guess, of uh, Third Culture Express. <laughs> but hey, language is language is fun. It's such a big part of my yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it it would be for you especially. And hey, language is fun anyway. So mm. why not, right? Um, before we end, I'm going to ask you a random question, because why not? Would you rather have a time machine or a teleporter? And why? Hmm, let me think about this. Because, you know, I, I, I sometimes, I'm one of those people who feel nostalgic for times that I did not live through. And I hate to be that person. Currently, I would like to live in 2005 without the internet. I feel that. Not the internet, but like a smartphone so technically yes i i don't i just i'm so done with the internet i feel i have opinions i'm not going to open them here um but i have a lot of opinions about smartphones but 
you know how easy it would be to travel and corona friendly if we had a, a teleportation machine yeah and you could avoid like interacting with all the people on planes and transport and maybe not have to quarantine yeah, and it would be I, 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 yeah and i assume it would be also quicker or would it break time like would it take the same amount of time but you're just floating through time it's and instantaneous space? But every time you teleport, you lose, I'm going to add something here. Every time you teleport, you lose like, I don't know, an hour of your life. An hour? If I do it like twice a year, it's not that bad. Like, especially like, imagine how easy it would be to move, to like move from another country to another one. If you could teleport, it'd be so easy. Just throw up like a box in there and it's, it's going to be there. You don't have to pay for like a whole ass truck. Sorry, I'm saying a lot of bad things. You don't have to have. <laughs> you don't have. You're to, allowed like, two swear words in Apple Podcasts, <laughs> so we're all good. <laughs> two swear words. You have to bleep me out. Um, what, what was I saying? Like you could move so easily. So I'll take teleport. Although I would like to use a time machine. I feel like for us, for us third culture kids, that's probably the best option. Teleporter. Yeah, definitely. Like, but then again, I, there's I feel something like, nice about like taking a plane, right? Like getting on you know yeah, the you feelings like you get it. like going to the airport although, it's all like misty and, mm. although i've traveled so much in my life that it shouldn't be a problem for me but somehow over the past year i've started to develop a fear of being in an airplane like high up in the sky like without having been in, in an airplane no no i've been in an airplane like I, I i've been in an airplane but i just developed a fear mm. in the past year of being i don't know in the sky so yeah i guess in that case the teleporter yeah. is probably the best choice and also i feel like going back to like old times that's problematic in some ways so i just you know the current time is always better than the past times good choice good choice do you have any closing words before we hit the road yeah uh, i feel like i i i want to add um i want to wish aiden Good luck with this podcast. I feel like it's going to be a big hit and I feel like it's going to unite people. And I hope people feel some solace hearing words from other people who are in the same situation. It's okay to not have a home. It's okay. So, you've made it to the end of the second episode of Third Culture Express. Thank you for listening. I would also like to give a massive thanks to the Finn from Luxembourg, my friend Otilia, for chatting with me today. Although our focus shifted to our experiences with learning and utilizing languages, I hope you still found the conversation engaging and relatable in some ways. If you did, why not leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or subscribe wherever else you're listening from? It really helps the show to grow and enables other people to discover it. I plan to publish new episodes bi-weekly, so stay posted on our Instagram page at Third Culture Express to stay in the loop with new episode releases. Finally, in order to build up the Third Culture Express community, 
I would like to start a new segment in these episodes where you guys, the listeners, send in your stories, experiences, memes, or dilemmas for myself and the guests to read out on the show and provide our opinions, insights, or advice on. I think it could be fun. If there's anything you'd like to share, send an email to thirdcultureexpress at gmail.com. That's all for now, and I will see you soon for episode three.